Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. It's a Friday right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And this is Sports with Strawberry Ice. If you found the show, do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button, smash that thumbs up. I am up to 824 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you. Now, if you found the show, you're new to the show because we are streaming on multiple different Facebook groups. Uh, to be fair, go to YouTube channel, Sports of Strawberry Ice. Subscribe, make the word, change colors, hit the bell for no- notification, give me a thumbs up, smash that thumbs up, give me lots of likes on this show today, and let's try to get that subscription list up to a 1,000. That would be wonderful. Now this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www. TPropertiesLLC.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, let's get into some Bengals talk here. Now, we kind of broke this on yesterday's show. Jeremy D found it on Bengals Wire from Pro Football Focus. And I like Pro Football Focus for their ranking of players and stuff like that. But for breaking news and where guys are going, I think they are absolutely terrible. (laughs) They said, for a fact, that the Bengals will sign Cam Newton as a backup quarterback. The man who threw four touchdowns this year as a starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. I do not see that at all. Um, I think we have a better shot of getting Winston or Mariota or I almost take anybody other than Cam Newton at this point in Newton's career because he can't throw the ball. (laughs) And this offense, we need a throwing passing quarterback, not a running quarterback. Now, Pro Football Focus is also the ones that said Zach Taylor was going to be fired. They were wrong. They also said Joe freaking Burrow in no way was ever going to come to the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, wrong on that. So I don't really think they're right on this one, but we'll find out. Now you see I'm wearing my Blue Jacket stuff today because Patrick Line has landed in Columbus. And I know not too many people watch the show here are Hockey fans, I'm hoping I get some more on here. Patrick Line is one of the best goal scorers in the NHL. I don't know when he's going to join the team because I know he's got a quarantine and all that stuff. But this is a great, great move for Yarmo Kekalainen. He's the president and GM of the Blue Jackets. To get a guy like Line is unbelievable. That is exactly what the Blue Jackets need. They need that guy on the power play. They need the score. I mean, he can change the whole dynamics of the Blue Jackets. So I'm very excited to watch him play. They're taking on Florida tonight, but I don't think I don't think Lonnie's playing, but that would be great. Now, I also want to give a shout-out and a happy birthday to my boy, Lizelle Durden, one of the Bearcat legends. He uh, joined me a, a month or so ago on the show, and uh, we haven't done this in a while, so I'm going to bring in my boy, Jeremy D., What's up? 
What is going on, my man? We um, I, I'm going to just tease this right now because we have we, we keep forgetting about to do this on Friday. It's one of the staples of my show, my my videos when I first started doing this was Zeke of the Week. So for all you guys out there who are new to the show and even the veterans, uh, Zeke of the Week is somebody who has ticked you off, uh, done something stupid. You know, you can nominate them for the Zeke of the Week, and me and Jeremy will be giving you our Zeke of the Week later on in the show. But, Jeremy, you got some very interesting news about the Bengals and some some people they could release to really, really free up some cap space for the Bengals. Some serious, serious cap space. And, I, you know, going back to the PFF report, you know, of Cam Newton coming here, um, if they were right about one thing, they should – well, I said that wrong. They should have been right about one thing. What's that? That was firing Zach Taylor. But I just <laughs> want to get that out yeah. of the way. It would have been nice if they were right about that, but they weren't. Exactly. But, okay, so here we are, guys. I don't know what you might think of this, Jeff. I don't know what anybody that's jumped on the show may think of this, but this is where we are at as of now. If the Bengals released Geno Atkins, Bobby Hart, B.J. Finney, which we've already talked about these guys being gone, but you've got to add Giovanni Bernard, letting them go, cutting them off of the contract. It leaves the Bengals with 58.3 million dollars in cap space. Do you understand what you can do with 58.3 million dollars in open cap space? That's some serious jack right there. The only one that I would hesitate on releasing is Geo. But then you and me were talking about on the pre-show fist, fist fight. Geo, you can replace Geo. I, I think they did w- with Piron and I forgot the guy's name, the, th- the, th- the third or fourth string running back. Trevion uh, Williams. Yeah. Yep. Williams. And, and they could pick one up later in rounds. I mean, I love Geo. Don't get me wrong. I love Geo. He's getting older. But to open that money up to to sign two, I, I hope they sign two offensive linemen. And then if you draft another one or you get Jamar Chase or whatever you do in a draft, and then you have money to maybe go out and get some more defensive players, you know, it just uh, – that makes a lot of sense to me to do that. The options are endless. I mean, you could literally take care of the offensive line and sign a proven – pass rusher we're talking about 60 million dollars under the cap guys there are a lot of teams that are over the or have in past years mm-hmm. now there's new roles but anyway that have went over their this is under we're talking about 60 million dollars to spend on linemen defensive linemen offensive linemen another running back even maybe another mm-hmm. wide receiver out there uh, endless options. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. And I, I, I think it's, I, I, to me, that's a no brainer. I mean, I, honestly, it's, it's a no brainer. I mean, I think Gino's already going to be released. Uh, Bobby Hart. I haven't heard anything about that. And I haven't heard anything about geo until this is the first I, I heard about it today. And I posted it on Bengals brigade and, um, who nation too. So we'll get some dis- dis- discussion on those two groups about that. But like I said, I love geo. But to, to free up that kind of money is, whoo. I mean, and that's, we, we'd be able to sign Lawson. 
We'd be able to sign Willie J3. We'd be able to sign Travion Waynes or Mackenzie Alexander. We'd be able to sign all of them. We'd have, we'd have money left over, you know? Oh. <laughs> Plenty. We could sign those guys, sign two offensive linemen, and like I said, a a defense a, a defensive pass rusher if we don't see anything really. We got the senior bowl coming up tomorrow, so mm-hmm. maybe we'll see some maybe we'll see something from somebody. You never know, but we will have the money to take care of problems in Cincinnati if we do it the right way. If we decided to part ways with Giovanni, that's where a lot of that extra money is going to come from. I'm cracking up in the chat right now. We got we got my uh, brother-in-law, and sister-in-law, Keith, all going at it about the Buccaneers and Winston and all that stuff. So they're having their own little conversation. Okay. Well, Winston, <laughs> you know, like you know, I, I was playing around. I, I put something on. I think the Ice Bar, or it might have been Bengals Brigade, um, maybe both. Uh, about Cam Newton, you know, that's where they and I don't want Cam Newton. There's, I mean, it's nothing to do with has nothing to do with Cam Newton himself. It has to do with Cam Newton, the football player. He can't play. He can't throw it anymore. Well, and with Zach Taylor's offense, you throw the ball, and he's threw four touchdowns. I mean, I, like I said, I take Mariota as and we're talking about backup. And I really, honestly, to God's honest truth, I would be fine with Brandon Allen right now as back because I think Joe freaking Burrow is going to be back game one. You know, and I don't think if they fix the offensive line, Joe's not going to get hurt. So I don't think I have to worry about that. Now, Bengals report. Says cutting those players is a good move, so we can pay for some of the best free agents for the offensive line. Exactly, oh, exactly. We can, we, we can get Tooney. Hell, we can get Trent. What? Uh, Trent Williams. Trent. Yeah, we can get him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you get Tooney and you get Trent Williams. You you can go. You can draft Jamar Chase. Then you don't have to get the the uh, the uh, Suell or 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 um Slater. Slater. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean Joe Burrow has come out multiple times. That he would love to get Jamar Chase on his team because he said they still talk to this day. There's, you know, like almost every day they talk. Right. That, yeah. I, good. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What was you saying? No, I'll just say it's a good thing. Hang on. They yeah. want to know where the, the StreamYard link is. Is it up? No, he can't. What? What? The computer froze. I'm restarting that. Oh, sorry. Our computer froze. We're working on it as we speak. So, sorry. We'll be we'll be putting it up here as soon as our the other computer starts decides it wants to work. So I'll be putting it up then. And then you guys can uh you guys can uh video chat then. Yeah, we'll, we yeah, we'll get there, guys. Hang in there. Um Jason, Jason Love's got one here. He said get rid of um er, uh Alex Erickson and Randy Bullock too. You know uh, Alex Erickson doesn't cost him that much money, to be no, honest. And really for special teams, that's really Alex Erickson, that that's about all he's gonna have a role in next year. Yeah, from what I've heard, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Neither one of those guys are like awesome players. I mean, the thing with with Fat Randy, everybody gets on Fat Randy, and so does this guy right here. And I, I look at Fat Randy like I looked at Andy Dalton. He's not great, but I keep him unless you have somebody proven better. I mean, excuse me, because the other guy they. They signed, excuse me, <coughs> man, something got in my throat there. Uh, the other guy they signed to try, and he kicked the second half of the year was terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was uh, worse than Randy. Cyber. So that's my point. I'm like, I'm okay with Randy if unless they have a proven better kicker. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that is going to be what it is there. I mean, yeah, well, we can bring guys in, have a competition. I'd like to see that. 
you know, Bullet can miss an extra point and kick a 52-yarder. It's but after watching the playoffs and watching that kicker do what he what he did as well, I can't remember which team it was for, but anyway, he missed an extra point, then he nailed a 54-yarder. I mean, so oh, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's that's yeah. the one I'm thinking of. And I don't know his name, but it, it it's tough for kickers nowadays, I guess. I don't know. I, there's well, nobody they, dominant like they used to be with a Vinatieri or somebody like that. It just well, you don't they, see they also they pushed the field goals back and made it made made them harder. You know, right. So it is harder. Uh, Natty wants to know: Do I have monetization on my channel? Yeah, I do not. I have to get to a thousand subscribers at least for that to happen. I already have the views. I need a thousand subscribers and. If you guys are all on the ch channel, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up. Give me a like because that helps too. Yeah. So, give me as many likes as you can. That's exactly huh? right. And all oh, moderators. I can't read. All right, moderators. No, I don't, well, I don't do it. I, I, I think he meant. But, yeah, yeah, I was thinking he meant the same thing as, as yeah. you too. Because moderators on, on Facebook, YouTube channel yeah. doesn't have moderators. Yeah, I was anyway. thinking he meant monetized. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but you know, and I know you're the you're the optimistic guy completely, and that's why I love you. Exactly. But I'm kind of Somebody's more. Be. I'm down to earth. I just uh, I don't. You're just a grumpy old man. Don't lie. You're just a grumpy old man. I'm getting there. Trust me. I will be that. <laughs> I will be that old man out on the porch with my dip and my shotgun. Um, <laughs> When I read what Taylor had to say, it it kind of makes me think in the realm, and we're talking about Cam Newton, we're talking about all these backups, maybe the Bengals, there's rumors everywhere. PFF's got Cam Newton coming to Cincinnati no matter what. I would love to see a solid backup quarterback come to Cincinnati. And that is because I am not convinced, even though Burrow says he's going to or he's going to try or he's going to do his best, at the end of the day, when the football season starts, it starts. You know, your 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 injury doesn't get any better or any worse the day of or the day after. I mean, it's a it's a process. So Zach Taylor came out. I'm sure you guys know. Um, they asked him about Burrow. He said he's been around the facility quite a bit. He does everything he can possibly do right now, which a lot of things are limited with COVID and all this other crap. Um, he's been adamant about that, though, trying to get in as much as he can, of course. The last I saw him was probably two weeks ago, and everything was positive. He's obviously very positive about it. Everything seems to be on pace, but I'm very careful to make predictions about an injury then he goes on to say but as again everything has been positive so far that tells me we better make sure i i don't care who it is we can't do you know ryan finding nemo finley um <laughs> we we can't go through that again i don't think we can go through brandon allen either i think we we must upgrade the backup quarterback spot because if burrow's not ready we're going to be yeah, in trouble i'm not, I'm not upgrading with cam Cam Newton. What's up, Keith? What's up, Keith? Hey, guys. I, I like that. Finding Nemo, Finley. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, turn him into a running back or wide out. Exactly. But uh, 
what was I going to say? Oh, everybody gave me crap about my KC hat. So I got something. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that hat better. That's a much better looking hat. Good looking. <laughs> but, but I just want to see if there's anybody out there that can tell me what throwback this is. And don't tell me Spirits of St. Louis. That's that's printed on it. What You mean what team? Yep. Oh, it's that's the a ABA team for uh, St. Louis. Yep. See, I know lots of lots of sports knowledge that makes me no money at all, but I, I know that. <laughs> you're like me. You're a fountain of useless, trivial information. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, Keith, hey. man, while, while we got you on here, well, go ahead with your point. I now I got a question to ask you going back to what we talked about a little earlier in the show. Go ahead, man. Okay. Um, I just I was just going to make a quick, uh, quick, you, you know, the best question. That you can speaking of tri useless trivial information, I got What's the that? best sports question you can win money at, at a bar with. What's that? Other than being Hall of Fame baseball players and outfielders, what do Henry Aaron, Willie Mays, and Babe Ruth have in common? Other than uh, being baseball players, other it, it pertains to being baseball players, but that's not what they have in common. Other than being baseball players, Hall of Famers, and outfielders. What do they have in common? They hit a and lot of home runs. Years. It's not baseball, though. I, uh, uh, no, it has to do with baseball. Oh. It has to do with their careers. Uh, they all hit around 300? They all started and finished their careers in the same city with different teams. Aaron, Milwaukee right, Braves, yeah. Milwaukee Brewers, Mays. Yep. New York Giants, New York Mets, yep. Um, Ruth, Boston Red Sox, Boston Braves. Yeah, very well, very yeah. well. I, the one, the one I would, the one that would have got me on would have been would have been Ruth. I forgot about the Boston Braves. I forgot yep. about that one. I knew I knew about Aaron. And I knew about Mays. I forgot I forgot about Ruth. But go ahead with your question, Jeremy. Oh, I'm just going to ask you, man, about um, we opened up with. Talking about getting rid of Adkins, Benny, um, and Geo. Mm -hmm. And there was another guy there too. And F Finley, not Finney. Finley. Uh, F Finley, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Finney's that uh, center we got from Seattle. But anyway, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Finley, um, Geo. Randy. Well, he wasn't on the list. If, if he is on the list, then that's a little bit more money, not a lot. But do you take that 58? Um, 0.3 million, almost $60 million and run to free agency? Or do you keep Geo and bring that number back down to the 40s, let's say? I tell you what, I got I get a different take on it. And I, this is one of the reasons I got on here because I wanted to, wanted to see what you guys thought about this. What's we up? all know J.J. Watt wants out of Houston. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe you package Geno. Nah, they ain't, packaging. They, they ain't gonna take Gino, man. I, I think I, Gino's only got like a one year contract, or, or, or if that, they wouldn't take that. The only way I, I saw you, you had that on on the YouTube channel uh, question. I, I said I was gonna bring that up. The only thing, my, my only way I would do it is if you trade a sixth or seventh round pick to get him. My fear, my concern with JJ Watt is we get him and he'll be like AJ Hawk was the one year he was in Cincinnati where he was done. You know, yeah, that's yeah, my JJ Hawk was never JJ Watt. AJ was never in that. 
no, not, no, no, no. True, true, true. Yeah. That yeah. But I, I I'm with I'm with Jeff on. I, I believe I don't think we can do anything with Atkins. I, I I believe this is his last year. So um, I think they're gonna cut him anyway. Honestly. Yeah. It, it, no matter what. So I personally would rather just take the money and then see where it falls with offering JJ Watt something, but not nothing out of this world for JJ Watt because. Even though his brother, I, I was getting ready to say that, and Josh just brought it up actually, um, is in Pittsburgh. Uh, I hope not. God, uh, I would hate that. Well, oh. you know, yeah, but I, I just, I, I, it, it comes, it comes yeah. down to this, and I. Well, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'll put it this way: I, I wouldn't mind having them, but I wouldn't give up a lot for. And they're not going to give us. They're not going to take Geno off our hands. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's going. It's. With Gina, we're kind of stuck like we were with Carlos, you know, which I mean, we I actually, I mean, despite what everybody says, I think they did very well on the Carlos Dunlap trade because Carlos wasn't doing anything for us. And they took all of his money and we got a seventh round pick for him. So well, I he, think the big well, was actually wasn't good playing. See, that's that's the thing with Gino. You don't know what you got because he didn't play him. If they had played him and they cut their own throats with that, because if they had played him, Maybe now you've got well, something that you can trade. True, but I mean they, they played him at the beginning of the year and he wasn't doing anything. And he played at the end of the year quite quite you know quite a I few mean, games for Seattle. And I mean he, he did all right and he had he like he got there and got all excited, played great, and then it, you know it kind of went after yeah, that. So, no, anyway. I was talking about Gino, not Gino. Yeah. Oh, Gino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I think my car was. Yeah, they cut their own throat because they didn't play the guy. You don't know what you got. They played him rotational a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I think Gino was hurt, too. I think his shoulder, he got hurt, and his shoulder got hurt in training camp, and I don't think he ever really recovered from I, that. I think Anus Muro is like the offensive line coach. He plays his guys. I don't think he liked Gino. I don't think he liked Dunlap. And I think that played more of a part than actually what their talent level was. But that could be. That could be. But here's something else to think about. I was thinking about this today. The way it looks like it might shake out, there's probably going to be four quarterbacks, three or four quarterbacks go in the first five, six picks. Mm -hmm. What do you think about trading down with Detroit for extra picks? Because Detroit's going to trade Stafford. Mm -hmm. Right, right. They might get a little antsy about whether they can get a QB or not if they're picking at seven and be willing to give you a lot to move up to five. You know, that that's very true. My I think that's gonna be more of a draft day decision to me. I don't we'll we'll find out, but we gotta make sure that you know our guys are 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 there that we are gonna want at seven. Um, but if all those quarterbacks do get taken before we even pick or or we know that the team behind us or whatever is going to take or Detroit, whatever, another quarterback, yeah, I'd move back to seven in a heartbeat for a third-round pick or a, even a, a fourth-round pick, I'd move back two spots. Well, and the other thing about it, if you look at the draft, the way it looks like it's going to shake out now, it's going to be the first first four picks – are going to be QB or wide receiver. And then after Cincy is Philly, and they got to go wide receiver. Oh, yeah, they're they definitely not going quarterback. They already got two here. Yeah. So then you got Detroit who's looking for a quarterback. So you might be in a good spot here at five. My, my question for you, Keith, 
My question for you, Keith. Yeah, that. Well, my question for you, Keith, and I, I had to deal with something over here, so I didn't exactly hear the whole conversation. Um, if do you still want them to trade down if Suell or Slater are there at five? He's still yeah. going to be there at seven. That's my yeah. point because Philly picked six. You know, ah, before okay. he's going to okay. take the QB, yeah. Philly's going to okay. take a wide out. Suell will still be there. Plus, yeah. I think another kid I like that I think is way underrated, and I think he would be a shot in the arm for this defense. And of course, it's a draft. I could be wrong. The linebacker out of Notre Dame, Jeremiah Awusa. Um, Where's Uncle Tony at? We need him. He, he tells us. Yeah, he, he would know. <laughs> that, well, the thing I love about him, he played slot corner for three years. What has killed us? What has killed our defense? Tight ends. Yeah. In the Apples game. A guy who can play the run, who can rush the passer, and cover tight end. Now, are they saying he's, is he projected as – Okay, you're talking about getting him second round. That that would be – yeah, if, 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 he's, if he's there – and he's that that good. I don't like I said. I I don't know his name offhand. And I, I watch him Notre Dame games for some reason. He doesn't ring a bell for for some reason for me. But yeah, if he can, if number he can six. do that, he wears number six. Okay. But yeah, that that would be a great option because I mean, my personal opinion is, and we've talked about this before, Keith, is if they sign like if they release all these guys and you go, I have enough money to go out and sign Trent, and you can sign um, Tooney. You don't have to get. Suell, and you don't have to get Slater. You could also, if, if you trade with Detroit and Detroit wants a quarterback, you could drop back down and hopefully Jamar Chase is still there too. And if you could pick him up and another second round pick, that would be pretty good. But see, we, we can also put all this in a barrel. And if we let go of those four guys I mentioned, Geo being the main one, right? we can take care of the offensive line. That, mm-hmm. That's my point. You can right. take care of the offensive line and still get Suell and still get possibly get Chase. Yeah. I uh, My biggest problem with both Suell and Chase, I have a real problem with guys that opted out. I, I just feel like, like Slater. Slater opted out too. Yeah. All, all, yeah. All, three of the, all three of the guys we're talking about as potential – First round picture of Bengals, all three of them opted out. Only and one played with Burrow, though. Yeah. And the thing is, for me, I saw Chase, so I know what he can do. I never yeah. saw Stuell, and I never saw Slater. Well, I mean, I, I think I saw Slater, but I didn't pay attention to him. I know I watched Northwestern games. I, I yeah. saw Stuell on film. I watched a lot of a lot of Oregon games. But the problem I have with guys opting out is, okay, you know you're a football player. You could get hurt playing football. Now, on top of that, Tell me you didn't go out and party. You're in college. You're still worried about getting COVID on the field. You didn't go out and party, really? Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. That's that, that's very true. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, depending on what we end up doing in free agency, like I said, it's going to have a big to do with the draft. On top of that, whoever, whatever get, whoever gets taken in front of us, like I was saying, and Jeff, I, you had to step away for just a second when I said it. Yeah. But, I think we're going to take a, a look at the picks, of course, that happened mm-hmm. in front of us and yeah. make sure we've got whoever, whether it be mm-hmm. Chase or Sewell or whatever that we want to take is right. going to be there if we do trade before, back. Before you trade that, yeah, you definitely got to watch that. And this this one thing where Crown, this 
I, I, I get tired. I love you. I love you, Crown. I get tired of this. Bengals won't spend that much money. <laughs> Bull crap. They spent it last year, you know. I, so I do think they will. And, and the reason I, I call BS on it is because we have Joe freaking Burrow and I, the Brown, Mike Brown holds that quarterback position so high. Now, you would think he would hold it so high that he would protect him last year, which they didn't. But I think they will this year, you know, because of what happened. So, and I think they're going to spend the money. And I, I think releasing all those guys is very, a, a very good option of doing that. It, it, it would just, and these guys aren't guys that are going to hurt us. I mean, we need to, I think we need to re-sign Lawson. We need to re-sign Louis J3. We need to re-sign uh, Alexander. These, those three, you got to re-sign because they're key pieces to our defense, you know, which we don't have too many good pieces. We can't lose the good ones that we have. If we lose Gino and we lose Giovanni and and Finley, it's it's not going to hurt us that bad. Is this if we lose those three? I think, and then add on top of that. Can can I interject something here? I halfway agree with Crown Apple. Here's the thing, Mike Brown. Have you guys ever dated or had a spouse that is making a fantastic dinner, and she gets top shelf everything? And then she buys a dollar eighty-five three-pound chub pack of hamburger <laughs> at Walmart. That's Mike Brown. He'll spend yeah. the money. He just won't spend it smart the right way. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, well my my, like I said, my excuse for that last year is they 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 listened to Jim Turner. That's that's the only logical thing that I I can say about that is they listened to Jim Turner. They said we signed Suell or not Suell, uh, Serafilia. Bobby Hart's going to be good. I can coach him up. You know, we got Fred Johnson. That might be able to step up. Michael Jordan's going to be good. Yep. None of it worked. Jim Taylor's wrong. They believe Jim Taylor. That's, I mean, I might be making an excuse, but I just, I think that's what they were counting on. I can agree with that. But then again, you are Mike Brown. You come from a football family. You, your entire life, your entire career has been football. All three of us know. A guy who had 12 career starts at offensive guard when you need an offensive tackle is a stupid investment. Yes. Yeah, you know, it is. And and I, I'll admit, I would, you know, we, we brought it up at the very beginning. It was it was Jim Turner. You know, he said during our practices, which were limited, you know, but at the end of the day, that's where I don't agree with even Zach Taylor. You don't just take a coach's word for something. You don't just allow – you've got to go put your eyes on a product as a coach and also know that. So we can talk about Mike Brown and bash him all we want to, but the coach has got to be a little bit liable for what has happened on the field. I know it's easy to talk about Mike Brown, but at the well, same time, Taylor agreed to it. Yeah, look what Gamer just posted. He said he said they were third in free agent spending last year. So Yeah. That's true. I mean, yeah. they did, and the majority of those guys were not Bengals, you know. Mike and they Brown bought the one hundred and forty dollar bottle of wine and the dollar chub pack of hamburger at Walmart. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think that 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 the the wife or the girlfriend in that in that scenario was Jim Turner. He's the reason they they did that. I think. That well, we I we'll find out. This year. We'll find out. I agree with Jeremy on this. Yeah, the buck does stop with Zach Taylor, and he should be smart enough to know that he's the one who's going to lose his job. Yep. But also, if you're Mike Brown, 
and you've had a crappy team for most of the last 30 years when you were GM, if you really gave a damn about winning and how your money got spent towards winning, you would hire a GM or a coach who could act as The closest GM. they've got, and this is as close as they're going to get to a GM, is Duke Tobin. I mean, he's he's as close as they're going to get to to a GM. Mike Brown, because I, I because of what happened to Paul Brown with the Browns, Mike Brown will not give control. He they, they won't do it because they're too scared they're going to lose their team or something like that again. So that's not going to happen. And the, I, I agree with what you're saying, Keith. A lot of stuff you're saying is what they did back in the '90s. I mean, when Marvin Lewis got here, a lot of stuff changed. You know, they drafted better. They got more scouts. Not still not as many as they needed, but they got more scouts. Duke Tobin came in. They did start spending money. I mean, yeah, they spent money on non-character guys, which wasn't good. But that changed once they got rid of uh, Carson and, and Chad and the guys with Andy Dalton and A.J. Green. They, they got more high-character guys and with the five straight playoffs. So it has changed, you know. And, and that's the thing. is Everybody keeps loving. Everybody remembers what happens in the 90s. And the 90s were terrible. Mike Brown had no clue what he was doing. and But the last – since 2003 – it's been better. It hasn't been like that. I, I agree with you on that, but I'm going to tell you my theory on why that changed, and it doesn't – it's not Mike Brown. It's not that Mike Brown changed. Everyone forgets this. Marvin Lewis was the hottest commodity in the NFL. He had been the defensive coordinator of that great Ravens defense that won a Super Bowl. The next year, he took the Washington defense from worst to first. Everybody wanted him. Here's the part people forget. Uh, he, he, he had Bengals two years in between there. He, had huh? two years. He, he was two years. He, he won a Super Bowl in 2000, and then he was he still stayed at Baltimore, and then he went to Washington, and then he became the Bengals. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. You're right. You're right. But what people forget about that, the Bengals had just been fined for violating the Rooney rule, not interviewing black head coaches, candidates. Right. Marvin had leverage, and I think this is why the draft changed. I think Marvin walked into his office and said, Mike, you need me a lot more than I need you. Here's the deal. You can keep your little phony GM title. I don't care about that, but I'm making the picks, and you're going to hire a scout. You know, I, I think that's what happened. That, that could be very true, and, you know, I, I guess I'm the – Mike Brown sympathizer on here because I guess I'm with I, I, I got it agree with Jeff and then also you kind of in a way Keith because you you even admit it after 2003 the the team did change uh, we, we did make I guess you could say um, productive changes to the Cincinnati Bengals and Mike Brown had a lot to do with that now Marvin Lewis was also a very good coach for a while did we hold on to that guy way too long? Yes. Am I worried we're going to do that with Zach Taylor? Yes. White, black, brown, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I want yeah. to win. Um, at the <laughs> end of the day, though, Mike Brown also knows that in just four short years from now, everybody in Cincinnati, I'm guessing it's going to be a vote on to keep the Bengals in Cincinnati or to let the team completely disperse. And I believe Mike Brown is going to put every dime and every dollar he he has into winning this year, next year, all the way to 2025, because if the fans aren't happy, they're going to vote no. 
and then we're never going to have a football team again. I know I've said that in the past, but it's got to be on his mind. I hope you're right, but here's my biggest qualm with Mike Brown. We've all heard the old saying, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different result. If you want to win, prove to me you want to win by hiring a GM. I And that, that wasn't the general manager who took over the Browns from his father. That was one of the part owners. Right. Modell was a part Mark owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I, I guess I guess my point is Duke Tobin is as in my opinion is as close as we're going to get to a GM. He really so, is. I mean, he, I mean he's basically um, I don't know this for a fact, but last year in the draft, you didn't see Mike Brown. You know, all you saw on Zoom calls and everything was Duke Tobin and Zach. That was the face of the Bengals. You didn't see Mike Brown. You know, and they were talking about how, how they're going to draft. Now, oh yeah, yes, Mike Brown has a say so and he's not giving up Complete and total control. I, I'm not naive enough to think that. But I do think that everybody keeps complaining about we need a GM, we need a GM. We kind of do, and that's as close as we're going to get. And I, I hate to say it, but that's that's what it is. But I want to go back to the point you were saying before, Keith, about, about Marvin Lewis, and he was the hottest uh, coaching candidate back back then. And it kind of reminds me of Eric Bieniemy now. You know, Marvin went, had that, that record-breaking defense in 2000 with the Ratbirds. You would think he would roll that into a coaching head coaching job right away. Well, he didn't. He didn't get he didn't get one in 2001. He didn't get one in 2002. He left them and they went to what the uh, Washington football team. And the only reason he left there cuz he was the defense coordinator and assistant head coach. So he got that title so he could put that on his resume. Then he finally got one with the with the the Bengals. And for some reason Eric it's happening the same thing to Eric Bieniemy. So there to me, it's kind of like I, I don't know, and I'm not saying it's black. White, I'm not saying anything has to do with any of that that stuff. I mean, it just it, there's something there, and the the guys that were candidates that the the Bengals brought in, there's three of them the, outside. It was Mike um, Munchak, I think, not Munchak. Um, he uh, he became the uh, Pittsburgh McCarthy. Uh, no, I can't remember. No. Any, anyway, uh, and the other, other one was um, the Giants head coach who went on to win two Super Bowls. Um, Tom, oh, yeah. um, God, not not Dom Capers. Um, nope. Tom, Tom Coughlin. Yes, Tom Coughlin. So there you go. My point is, for some reason, it took Marvin Lewis a while to actually get a head coaching job. And to me, it might have been there might have been a reason that might maybe they saw something in Marvin that he couldn't get over the top. I mean, I don't know because you went on multiple interviews before that happened. So that might be happening to the same thing with, with the enemy. So I, I don't know. I, that's just something I've been kind of comparing the two to watching the same thing happen to Eric that happened to Marvin. Yeah. My thing with the enemy, he, he's kind of the opposite of Marvin, but they're kind of the same. I, I can see where you're going there. Uh, you know, he's an offensive guy. Some of the offensive plays they come up with, whether it's Reed and him together, whether it's just the enemy, it's unbelievable. The offense that they put on the field, the last two, three years is just out of this world. Oh, yeah. Um, but I've also heard a lot of stuff from inside the Chiefs organization. Now, this is just reports and watching shows on ESPN like anybody else, so I'm not breaking anything here. But he is the, I guess, the CIW. You know, he is the coach in waiting as of right now for 
the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the last thing I heard, which means once Reed retires, you know, he'll take over. I don't see Bienemy waiting that long because no, I think Reed, Reed ain't retired anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was, that's what I, when I heard yeah. it, I said, man, he's got probably 10 years left. Bienemy ain't going to say, you know, no. sit around for 10 years. But no. I do think that he deserves deserves a shot at being a coach somewhere with his offensive expertise. You get a good defensive coordinator behind this dude and watch out. I mean, we all right. saw how he played the game. If he and he coaches that same way. He's he's not afraid. He I mean, my gosh, he's throwing little quick slants on fourth and one, you know, with a quarter with a backup quarterback to to beat the Browns. I mean, it's unbelievable. He has the guts and I respect him for it. I'll go back to the comment. I, I thought we should have hired him here. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they should, but I'll go back to a comment here that a gamer put on put out. He said the athletic reporter Paul Daner Jr. says eighty percent chance they are signing two starting offensive linemen. I believe. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know what he's basing that on, but I, I hope he's right. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I I've thought that all along. We've got to what, with yeah. the money, even with say we keep Geo, even with thirty one point. Two million. What have we got right now? That's plenty of money to fix the offensive line, and that's plenty of money to sign Willie J and Carl Lawson, if you ask me. Unless some other team offers them more money, I, and I just don't see it happening. I, you know, I don't see Carl Lawson getting a hundred million dollars. I, I just don't. I'm sorry, I don't see him getting ninety million. Yeah. No. no. All right, Keith. Anything else, brother? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to let you go. So hopefully, somebody else can jump on the. Yeah. Video I, just let me know. I, I do have one thing to say. I know you guys got kind of antsy when I brought up the uh, the uh, Trevor Bauer thing last time. Just yeah. rest assured, I'll never bring up politics. Oh, you know, I, yeah. Uh, I, trust you, I trust you. One way or the other, because Michael Jordan had the best thing ever. He was asked once why he didn't get more involved in, uh, you know, black matters and politics yeah. and things like that. And he said, you know what? Democrats... And black people aren't the only ones that buy gym shoes. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's right. Paul gets my right. shoes too. So I, I like I, I, and it's, it, I just we just try to have a fun sports show. There's so much other crap going on in the world. Just come here, have fun, hang out, and talk sports. That's all I want. All right, guys, be good. You're all good, right, brother. brother. Take, Take care, Steve. Take it easy, man. Bye. All right, let's. Uh, Always oh, good. Always oh, good to have yeah. Keith aboard. Oh yeah, I like Keith. I like Keith a lot. He brings a lot of good. I, I one of these days I want to get Keith and I want to get Ken. You know the guy from uh, South Carolina. I would love yeah. to get those two on the show at the same time. That would be great. get them rapping exactly. Uh, but I want to get to uh, the Zeke of the week here. Since we said we'd uh, roll, do that, but I, I don't want to do it at the end of the show. I kind of want to throw it out there now. Now, yeah, might as well. yeah. Uh, my Zeke of the week. Uh, now I'm always banging on Cowhead. Now Cowhead wasn't wasn't there today. I I, I think it was Gottlieb, but I'm not sure. I, I kind of read this but that moron said that if the 49ers or actually michael vick told deshaun watson he wants that he should get traded to the 49ers and the guy on the, the host of the show said if that happens the 49ers are the favorite dude, <laughs> the sucky niners are the favorite to win the super bowl i'm like dude are you serious like the favorite because i mean look don't get me wrong deshaun watson is a great quarterback if i were deshaun watson and I had a choice, the Sucky Niners would not be one of my choices. My number one and number two choices, probably 1A, 1B, would be the Bears or the Colts. Those two teams are legit ready, a quarterback away from being in the Super Bowl or being a you know, playoff 
uh, not contending, but uh, every year playoff team. So exactly. it was whoever was the host. It was Gottlieb, which I think it was. Yeah. You are my Zeke of the week. So you guys put your Zeke's of the week in the chat if you want. Video chat is at the top of the chat row on YouTube. Jeremy D, what's your Zeke of the week, or who is it? <sighs> my guy is since we haven't done the Zeke of the week in a couple weeks. Um, my guy is coming straight out of the Ohio State University, and that would be Trey Sermon. Preach on, baby. Preach on. Brother, how, why, when, who, what told you after three games? I understand, you know, you came from Oklahoma. You entered the transfer portal. You didn't get much time in Oklahoma. You had three Breakout games with the Buckeyes. Why would you leave us now? I don't understand it. I I do understand. I can see what he's he's looking at in our offensive line. We're losing a lot of linemen. We're losing a lot of players. We do it every year. But we have the next man up mentality. That's the way winning teams do it. And he could he would have I, – I, I know he would have had a blow-up year this year and probably went in the first round relatively easily. And now he's looking at most likely third, fourth round pick at the best. I don't know what – I've said this in the past. I don't know what his money situation is, how it, what he needs for his family. I can understand all that. But, man, he just took a ton of money away by jumping to the NFL. So my Zeke of the Week is Trey Sermon. Should have stayed, man. Should have stayed. Should have stayed. Now, another thing we got going on here in the awesome city of Cincinnati – as you know, UC and Xavier have the Crosstown Shootout every year in basketball. The fans are starting their own tip battle. And what that is, is it started on, what's the year? Was that January 11th? Uh, that a Xavier fan went to Zips in Mount Lookout and left a $1,000 tip with a message that said, please share with all your employees. And it said, go Xavier. So Bearcat fans found out about it, and they've been going back and forth. The last one was that I saw here was right here in Delhi at Chandler's Burger Bistro for a $1,005, and they are trying to go back and forth for a tip challenge. So you see, Xavier, we fight about everything. So, oh, Josh, you're a Xavier fan. Oh, my God. I just I just, I, I just lost respect for you, brother. I just lost – I just total respect. I'm just kidding. Go Xavier. <laughs> oh, just kidding, brother. Just kidding. But anyway, I just thought that was a interesting story. Natty, what's up? Welcome to the show, brother. What up, Natty? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, good, good. I, I just wanted to touch on the draft. Uh, I, honestly, I, honestly, I think if if we get the line right, we we take Chase, honestly, because at that point, there isn't an edge rusher worth a top five pick. And if, because already I hear people have Jamar Chase graded way higher than Panay Sewell. And if you get a, an, a, a good right tackle, you know, in, the, in free agency, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd gives you, uh, gives Joe Burrow another weapon. And now our, our offense goes from being kind of lackluster to having some more explosiveness and a chain mover. 
Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm with you there, it, especially if we do end up dropping some of the baggage. You know, it, I hate to call it baggage because I appreciate everything Geno Atkins has done. Uh, oh yeah, and Geo even. It, it, but mm-hmm. if we end up letting those guys go, um, we've got fifty hit almost sixty million under the cap. We can take care of the offensive line. We can actually get a, a decent pass rusher and sign Willie J the third and Carl Lawson back if, if we want to. Like I said, so, we, we could sign we could sign Trent. <laughs> yeah, mean, literally. Yeah. We, we'd have the money to sign him. Yeah. And, the best tackle out there in the free agency. Yeah, that's 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 where I'm at on it too. And why not take uh Jamar Chase, somebody that somebody that literally had great years with Burrow. They've got the chemistry. So I don't know how you can leave him on the board, especially if even we move back, like Keith was talking about, um, you know, we go to seven. If Jamar, if all these quarterbacks that that are, this is all mock draft stuff, Natty. By the way, you know how the mock draft goes, but you know, all these quarterbacks are being taken in the first, you know, five six picks. If we can move back to seven and still get Chase, shoot, I mean, I, I'd be down for it. If we need to stay where we're at to take him, that's okay too. If we take care of business and free agency. Now, Carl says take Smith from Bama. The only reason I would, the only reason we're, we're saying take Chase over Smith is because of Joe freaking Burrow and the chemistry that Jamar Chase and Joe had in college. That's the only reason. Yeah. You know, and, and good. Uh, Jamar Chase has probably a higher ceiling than Smith. Smith is 23 close to one, 190, 175. He's kind of light for a receiver. Whereas Jamar Chase is 6'1, mm-hmm. 205. He's barely going to be 20 years old. He's barely 20 and already right. dominated the, the best conference in the in the country for right. football. So you add him onto a Bengal staff with Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, hmm. it, Boyd. I, I the, and Boyd, it, the, the sky is the limit for that offense. Yeah, I, I can see it, you know. But then again, you can also look at it the other way and say, well, you know, Jamar Chase, he had one great year with Joe Burrow, and what do we know we got in him? Um, at the same time, I like his height. I like his weight. But then again, you can also pack on some muscle and poundage if you're Devontae Smith and still run like the freaking wind and be a great route runner. It It, it is tough, but – Pretty much like Jeff said, the reason and, and the reason why I'm agreeing with you on this too, Natty, you, you just can't take away that camaraderie and a full season of play with one wide receiver and bring in a guy that's probably going to be awesome. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's he's probably going to have us all going, why the hell didn't we take him? That's the right. way it always is in the draft. But you got to go with, with what you know in the draft. And what we know is them two, Burrow and Chase, were very – Freaking productive. Well, and the other thing, Jeremy, too, is we talked about this uh, earlier in the week that uh, there wasn't a lot of hot read for for Burrow. Not a lot of guys coming back. Jamar Chase would come back. He'd break it off. He's got, yeah. they already got that chemistry, so that would help him with the hot reads. And that and so you got him, and then like I said, Uzama was was already doing that with him. Yep. So that that that's another reason. It's just that we had that chemistry. And, and, and you can say what you want about Andy Dalton and, and AJ Green. They had. A chemistry. They they knew where where AJ was at. I mean, Andy knew where AJ wanted the ball at. He couldn't always get it to him, but he knew where he wanted it. Burrow knows where Chase wants the ball and can get it to him. Right. 
and the thing is, is Chase is just uh, it adds another dimension to your offense, like it just does. Because I like Tate, but Tate can't get separation like that. You know, if we don't have like some kind of speed guy as a receiver, which I think we still need to address as receiver, uh, we could be limited on offense just throwing up the ball all the time, you know, trying to hope that one of these guys gonna get the ball. So it's better just to have a speed guy come through. Well one of our one of our speed guys that we, we have <clears throat> excuse me, we have on the team and Jeremy had a, a, a stat was a uh, was Thomas of how good he played with Burrow. And mm-hmm. he's he's actually a pretty fast guy. You you saw that that stat there, Jeremy? Because yeah. I knew well, yeah, actually I can just remember it off my head here. Um yeah. Anytime he had more than 30 yards receiving in a game when Joe Burrow was was in um, before he was injured, of course, uh, Joe Burrow threw for over 300 yards every single time. And Mike Thomas had a couple really great catches. He had some some really solid games as a three, four type wide receiver, you know. Um, so he's yeah. another guy that could they could hang around and still be useful mm-hmm. even on well, special teams. It's just like Josh says here, Mike Thomas had a, a nice chemistry with Joe already too. That go. was emerging. And Thomas, he's not, I wouldn't say he's a burner, but he is a guy that can stretch the field, you know? So, yeah. and, and these, these fast guys, I mean, you can find fast guys. <laughs> you, we can find a guy to stretch the field in fifth, sixth, seventh round. We can find, we can find that, but that's another guy that we already have. And I don't think it's going to cost us a lot to keep him, to be honest. No. No, not at all. Or you can get a guy like Josh Reynolds from the Rams who's a free agent. You're not uh, not a big name, so you could probably get him cheaper too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Decent guy yeah, there. Yeah. That's you the thing. Is if the Bengals spend – if they spend the money on a tackle and a guard and then they keep Willie J3, McKenzie Alexander, and Lawson – then they're get, that, that to me, that's their money. And then they got to try to find the next thing down is they got to try to find a pass rusher. Once they do all that, then they can mix and match with, you know, lower, lower costing free agents, you know, non-drafted free agents, wide receivers, you know, because there's multiple times you can find those guys, you know, th- those are the, and, and to me, those are easier to find than a diamond in the rough for an offensive lineman. You know, we tried mm-hmm. to find out with, with, with Fred uh, Johnson last year and that didn't work out too good. Well, yeah. you can find a dominant rough and a guy that, that can catch the ball, you know, from, you know, Mississippi State University or whatever, you know, you know, down there, you know, the smaller schools. Yeah. And, you know, like Keith was saying, too, and, and that's what it, it gets to me a little bit. You know, we didn't get to see Chase play this year, which would have been two full years. We didn't get to see Sewell. We didn't get to see Slider. You know, it kind of stinks because you're going on literally a year's worth of footage on a lot of these guys. But I'll tell you a guy that when we talk about defensive pass rushing that I would love to see on the Bengals that could literally spy Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, any of those guys, which Mahomes don't run as much as people. People think he's a running quarterback. That guy passes the ball. I mean, he's he's a passer, if you ask me. But anyway, um, Micah Parsons from Penn State, man, that guy has the speed. He is a savage beast. Um, whether it be hitting the hole for a running back, whether it be blitzing the quarterback, or whether it be covering a tight end. Um, if there's any way we can that he makes it to us with the fifth pick in the second round, I know there's not going to be any doubt in the Bengals' mind where we're going, even if we need to move up a few spots with maybe something that we traded in the first round to move back. 
and still get Chase and maybe even move up and get Parsons, I'd be happy with that. That that's just that's a guy that I've watched play personally against my Buckeyes and everybody else, and whoo, he would be a good player to have. Now, uh, Olga, Crip, Crip has a Zeke of the Week. He's the Pro Football Hall of Fame for being so biased against the Cincinnati Bengals. I couldn't agree with you more. And it is absolutely, I said this earlier in the week, it is absolutely ridiculous that Ken Riley, the Rattler, is not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I, I wish, I would love my show to be like a national show. And I had, you know, if I had a thousand subscribers already and I could get out there and blast this out to everybody, that would be awesome. But I will, when, when that happens, I will bang that drum. Ken Riley should be in the Hall of Fame. Ken Anderson should be in the Hall of Fame. No questions about it. Willie Anderson should be in the Hall of Fame. It's completely ridiculous that they're not letting him in. Sorry. Go ahead, Danny. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got nothing to say. I agree with you on that. I mean, these guys, Hall of Fame players, and putting in Edwin, Edwin James, Peyton Manning's running back. Come on, man. He's a good player, but is he better than any of those guys? I don't think so. Yeah. You know, and Keith just made a comment here that goes right along with it. Um, he was answering back to Crip Keeper here. He goes, yeah, talking about Dan Fouts and Kenny Anderson have pretty much identical stats, and Kenny won a AFC championship game. Fouts never did, but Fouts is in the Hall of Fame. Right. Doesn't make I call, sense. I call BS. <laughs> Big time. BS. Big time. I wanted to add one last thing about uh, the enemy real quick before I hop off. Uh, I've yeah. been – from what I've heard is they, they said at the beginning of uh, the coaching searches that the enemy was more than likely not going to be employed as a head coach. But I've also heard stuff that they don't know what he does on that Kansas City staff because uh, Andy Reid's the one play calling and apparently the passing game coordinator is the guy that might be getting all the looks from the team's uh, up and coming next year. So, I've been hearing that. Don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that I've also heard he's not interviewing well with teams, but I think it's more probably because he's a he's been a player, and he's not he hasn't been as he's been a player and he's in the coach now, so he probably doesn't come off the best to some teams. But I think he'd be a perfect fit for Cincinnati. Well, I wonder yeah. if uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, with Nagy, who was the offense coordinator for Kansas City, and now he's with the Bears, and he he the the, the um, the shine off of Nagy is kind of dimmed a little bit. He's not as, as highly thought of as he has been. So I wonder if that – and he did the same role that the enemy's doing. So I wonder if that's kind of hurting the enemy too. Could be. You know, I, I've heard about, you know, one interview. I haven't heard about multiple, but I've heard about one interview, you know, that – but but the fact of the matter is, is like you said, Natty, you know, he's a, play, he, he's a player's coach. That's the way he's – going to coach if a team isn't looking for that then they're looking down the wrong barrel if they're trying to find you know some uh, strict head coach to come in take over things um he's not that type of guy he's got innovative offense out that's that's unbelievable i love his guts that he has and you put a good defensive coordinator with him i can see him really succeeding with the team i i just don't think we're gonna have the chance to get him i really think that he's going to I believe he's going to be hired somewhere this year. That's my opinion anyway, but we'll see. Well, I mean, next year we'll be lucky because if Taylor doesn't work out, you're going to have Joe Brady. You're going to have uh, 
the offensive coordinator from the Bills and the enemy mm-hmm. available as coaches. So, because uh, my opinion is, I don't think in this new era you go with defensive coach because no, it's hard. It's an offensive an offensive guy already has his own offensive system. He's more than likely calling his own plays, and then with the defensive coach, you know. He has a defensive system, so you don't worry about the defensive coordinator, but you're going to keep swapping in and out offensive coordinators because you're going to get picked up quick, especially yeah. if they're uh, competent. Yeah, my, my only thing is if you go with a defense coordinator and you want like a disciplinar- disciplinarian, that guy has got to have a high-level offense coordinator coming with him, you know, I think, to, 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 to work hand-in-hand with him. I think that's the only way that would work in in today's NFL. Because I mean, look at look at um um oh man, why can't I ever think of people's names? But the Denver Broncos head coach, Fangio. Yeah, Fangio. He was yeah. great defense coordinator with with the Broncos and or I mean with the with the the Bears and it hasn't you know it hasn't worked out so well the first two years with the Broncos. So we'll I, see. I think the issue is more Drew Locke than anything in Denver. Yeah, very well could be you know, but it kind of goes hand in hand with. If you bring in the enemy, you're going to need a good defensive coordinator. If you bring it, you know, if you bring in a good defensive guy, you're going to have because at the end of the day, today's NFL with the way the rules are and how everything's changed, defense doesn't win championships anymore. I'm, I hate to say that, my God, that's been something I've heard for my whole life, but I can pretty much say now, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, but. I don't believe that's the saying anymore because you look at the Chiefs and what they're doing. Their defense is solid, but it's, it's not, not great. Yeah. Steel curtain defense. It's, yeah. And that, it's that's where not. I'll kind of roll that into the Bengals. I've kind of said that is is that's why I want them to spend a lot of money on the offense. And I mean, I think they spend money on defense, but you can win with a great offense and an okay defense. And I and with Armadillo. As our defense coordinator, I'm not so sold on him. I mm. am more sold on Zach Taylor and how he wants to run offense. I am more sold on him as an offensive coach than I am Armadillo as a defense coach. I think you both will agree with me on that. Yeah. Oh, agree yeah. on that? Definitely. Yeah. So that, that's where I'm. That's where we I need really a pass rusher. Yeah, yeah. We need a pass rusher. Yes, but we don't need a great defense. I mean, it'd be awesome to get one. We. I would love us to get a great offense, and I think we are very close to getting that if you get the offensive line fixed. Sign Jamar or draft Jamar Chase, and who knows? You know, it, it could be straight to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I'm not even kidding. It could. Yeah, it's it's the truth because if you fix that offensive line, you get Burrow back completely healthy. The only thing that worries me, too, and I'll just be honest with you guys, anybody that's watching that's going to watch, I'll be straight up. I am worried about Burrow not making it back game one. If he doesn't make it back game one, I'm not. I, I'm. I, I know you're not. But this is what I'm worried about. If a player doesn't make it back game one, then they normally say, well, you know, his timeline, it could be he's he's week to week. And next thing you know, you could be four or five weeks in the season before Burrow starts his first game. So that's the only thing that kind of worries me because I want him back at 100%, 100% Burrow with a great line, a defense that's got some pass rushers finally helping out our cornerbacks Trey Waynes, who will be back, WJ3, who will hopefully be signed, Bell, uh, Jesse Bates, Logan Wilson, completely healthy, Akeem D- uh, Gaither Davis, completely, you know, with an extra year, all healthy again. 
Dude, I, I think I, I think our linebackers. Are, I, talk, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but but Logan and and Gabe, Davis Gaither, I think they are going to have breakout years next year. I really do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And that's the deal. You know, it, it really comes down to Burrow and what we do in free agency and with the draft. We can make this a, a Super Bowl, at least a a a run at the Super Bowl, AFC champions uh, or championship game, something like that. At least a win in the playoffs, guaranteed. If we can't yeah, make we that win. this year, yeah, we win a game in the playoffs. We win a game in the playoffs. You're going streaking in Alabama. I'll guarantee oh, you. That. I, oh, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be rolling down the mountain. I won't be streaking. I'll, I'll just do a, I'll just do a head flip right on down the mountain. Just hey, everything. Go streaking. Right, bring the meat low. I mean, just <laughs> stuff flying everywhere. Y'all don't even want to hear about it. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't see. If Burrow's back, I don't see any reason if we build this line and we get a we add a couple pass rushers, we sign Willie J, even bring back Carl Lawson, but he's not a number one pass rusher. We've got to get a real pass rusher. We do that, and and sky's the limit for this team. The only thing that worries me again is Burrow being back the first game, but that's just my opinion. You you're can write right. it down. You're right, Jeremy. Uh... If you looked at the other three teams in the championship games uh, this last Sunday, Buccaneers, Kansas City, and Buffalo, what did they all have in common? They had weapons on top of weapons. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have uh, Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. That's insane. Yeah. At Kansas City, you got uh, Tyreek uh, Hill. You got oh. Nicole Hartman and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. How do you stop that defensively? You can't. It's pick your poison. Uh, I mean, we saw University the, the, assistant the, Bearcat Travis Kelsey. Yeah, we, we saw the defensive heavy teams like Pittsburgh and Baltimore just get beat. Like, like they didn't even make it past the first and second round. And I think Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback, but man, they don't got no weapons down there, man. And yeah, and Pittsburgh. I think Big Ben's done. Uh, you know, I I personally think he's done, but they probably bring him back for two years and. If we're lucky, they'll be a mediocre team and they'll never be in a position to get a good quarterback. That would yeah, be awesome. He, he he's owed like forty some million this year, <laughs> and they they came out today. Actually, I read a report where they want him back, and he wants to come back. But there's a lot of work to do because they're not going to pay him forty million, whatever it was, close to it, <laughs> or a little over, to come back for the, his last year. So, but. I, I say he comes back. back what was that? I like, Go ahead. They're hundred million over the cap. I think Pittsburgh. Oh, are they? Kind of I, I believe that. Yeah. So I mean, they might lose some pieces. I mean, they're probably going to try to sign uh, Watt, but they're going to lose some pieces on defense, and who knows if they'll be the same team in a year or two? They'll probably be a lesser team than they were this year. I mean, this year they benefited from playing nobody's mm-hmm. a nobody team, oh, was, and they got exposed. Yeah, that was obvious once they started playing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm not worried about Pittsburgh, with or without Roth- well, Worthless Burger. I'm sorry. Worthless Burger. Exactly. That's right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, All right, Natty, anything else, brother? No, All right, brother. It. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thank All you, right, Natty. Take care, bro. Uh, let's see here. I want to get up. I don't want to. Carl had a had a question, or not a question, but a comment. And Carl, I would love to talk Reds. I bring <laughs> Reds. I bring Red subjects up. 
but nobody wants to talk about them because <laughs> I mean, there's really I, I, unless they get a shortstop and they do something. I mean, pitchers and catchers are reporting soon. There's not a whole lot of Reds conversation to have. So, I mean, I'd like to get talk. I'd love to get some hockey talk on talk about the Blue Jackets. You know, Patrick Laine is going to be on there, but no, dude. this guy has no idea who that is, and he's from Columbus. I, oh, I know about all about the Blue Jackets, but. No, I, Patrick. Talking about last night, you're like Patrick who? Patrick, Patrick Lene? I no, no, I don't Patrick know. Lene. I know the, the Blue Jackets, but that's the all. Deadliest snipers in the NHL is gonna be the Blue Jackets, baby. Love it. Oh my <laughs> gosh, my blood pressure's already rising. <laughs> it should be. It should be. <laughs> all right, I think. Uh, I think we're getting ready to roll, roll on out of here, and I will get to the Facebook groups. Um, that let us live stream on their groups and i appreciate the admins appreciate all of them i'd give them a shout out it's who day nation and ohio state Bucknuts. i appreciate both admin groups for letting us live stream on there and uh if you guys are on those groups and you're watching it watching the show do me a favor go to the youtube channel sports with strawberry ice hit the subscribe button hit the thumbs up i've only got one i got one heart so if you guys give me more thumbs up, that helps helps the algorithm out. And if you guys are, you know, Bengals fans or Buckeyes fans, go join those groups. They're great groups to be a part of. And then they also have the groups that are mine that I just started. They're Bengals Brigade, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, and then you have the Ice Bar, which is a fun show page that me and this moron right here. We do a lot of uh, TikToks and silly memes and. By the way, Jeremy, I didn't see your comment. Did you see the 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 meme I put on there with the, the Super Bowl trophy? And you know, you, you didn't see that one first. You, you need to go check that out. There's a there's a really nice picture of a Super Bowl trophy on there. And if you if you notice that first, then you're definitely a a a Super Bowl or a football fan. Oh no, I haven't. I, I guess you know we talk about the ice bar, and I haven't been on it in about four hours, five hours. Yeah. So. Oh, I posted it. I think yesterday, a couple of days ago. You should look oh, at well, it. Scroll down. Maybe it's on down. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's a really nice picture of the Super Bowl trophy. You know. And, and no, nothing else on there. It's just I'm being completely sarcastic, but you have to go look at it. Oh, I know. I have a feeling I'm I'm being set up. Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> right. And then follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with strawberry ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Me and like I said, this guy right here. We do lots of silly TikToks and stuff like that. You can follow us both uh Jeremy D84 and I'm Jeff Trenopole or something, but just look up hashtag sports strawberry ice and you can find us. Uh, I will be putting this show up on the podcast later on tonight. Like, rate, review. Give me a five-star review. I'm on BeanPod, iTunes, Apple Podcast, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. And YouTubers, we're up to 824. We're so close. Let's try to get to 1,000. Let's go. Let's go. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Get to 1,000, baby. Got to get strawberry ice going. Why, 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 And <laughs> Other than that, that's this little stepbrother's uh, tribute there. Other than that, Jeremy D, will you help us roll on out of here? I uh, sure will, man. I think you about said it all, man. You, you done brought up the TikToks, the ice bar, you know, all the groups. Y'all jump over there. And, hey, tell you, uh, yeah, like you were saying, tell your friends, family, all that stuff about the Reds group, Radical Reds. Yeah, uh, Bengals Brigade, and hit thumbs up. Every show, hit thumbs up. It yep. it may not seem like much. You may just want to breeze past it. I don't – I watch videos all the time. I don't <laughs> yeah. do it. I, I'm on, yeah. I'll am i be honest. I don't. I don't do it. Yeah. I don't give a like when I watch something. Yeah. But 
just to help your boys out here. Yeah, it helps the algorithm out and stuff. So when I get done here, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna like my own show. So <laughs> and also I- don't don't forget faith. You know, don't want. I don't want to forget about Hootie Nation and Ohio uh, State Bucknuts. Get those those groups exactly. too. Don't- I think uh, I I don't know if we made it on Bucknuts tonight as an announcement, but it's okay. I, I just checked. It's all good. We are on there, but you know. Ah. But it's all good. It's all gravy. And all good in the hood. Until Monday. As always, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it, like the show, send your friends and family. Who day? Go Ohio sports. Who day? Have a great weekend. We'll see you guys Monday, and that's just sports, baby. See ya!